Hey, Tech Leads, got some new insights and ideas for you today, especially on listening and individual team leadership. Welcome to the Tech Lead Coaching Podcast. My name is Michael Rice, and every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I try to bring you some useful stuff that you can put to use today to make you more effective in your role, whether you're brand new or even if you're highly experienced. It's Monday, Tech Leads. It's December 2, 2019. This is episode number 74. This week, I'm doing some work prepping for our first live training. I'm sorry, our second live training session coming up on Saturday, December 7th at 10 a.m. California time. And I'm doing some more tweaking around the training, the book, and reviewing some other folks' content. By the way, join me this weekend. Register online for free at techleadcoaching.com training. Let's get into it. About last week, sorry I left you without any episodes at all. Last week in the States was the American Thanksgiving, but I'm not really sure I can blame that. It was just a busy week, I guess. But I did skip the turkey this week. I somehow escaped the turkey situation. If you know me, you know I am not a huge fan of Thanksgiving food. But I did pretty well. We did Steaksgiving, so it was good. Um, let's see, about last week's training or the week before the Saturday before last Saturday. I wanted to give you a quick readout on how the live uh, training session went. Um, Basically, it was like a live beta test, almost an alpha test. It was pretty good. I think once it got rolling anyway, the good news is the content, I think, fits very nicely into a one-hour block. So just hit some key points pretty fast, but I think they're pretty impactful. Um, I did make some interesting changes kind of uh, like leading right up to the training that I wanted to share that I think is kind of interesting for people that have been listening to the podcast for a while. Um, basically what I did is normally the four core starts with listening and then it moves on to what I kind of call a bias for action. Um, I actually shifted those around. So, you know, in thinking about it and like watching some more and reflecting on it, I think having the, um, bias for action is actually more impactful at least earlier on. So I think, um, when you're very new in the role, I think this bias for action that I talk about is really actually the first one that you should focus on. And I think that doing that will kind of drive other behaviors and, and, you know, lead you to the point where listening really makes an impact. And about that term bias for action, if you have been listening for a while or read the book, you know, I kind of struggle with this concept. I use that word bias for action. I don't really like it. And so I actually just shifted it around and just call it what I, the way I name it when I'm using the short form, which is actually just showing up like, you know, thinking about how you're showing up. And um, the analogy that I was using on the training that I think is a pretty good, a pretty good one. I think I didn't come up with it. I found it on the internet somewhere. And the idea is like, you know, the way you think about showing up and how you're showing up at work, think about the difference between walking through the front door of your office or, you know, if you work from home, your, uh, your home office or whatever it is, or, and then compare that to the way you would walk through the front door to your best friend's party at a restaurant or, a, or someplace. You're obviously going to walk through the front door to your friend's party in a much more, you know, energetic and impactful way. You know, you really want to be there for your friend versus do you really want to be there for your coworkers and your team? So kind of think about the compare and contrast of that. Um, Listening is still absolutely foundational. But I think, like I said, I think showing up um, is at least initially more impactful um, uh, for your tech lead role. So this week, um, and probably for the balance of the, the year, I think, I'm mostly focusing on finishing up that second revision of the book I've been talking about. 
if you've ever written anything substantial, you know that it takes a fair amount of focus and it's easy to get distracted. Uh, my goal is to get a revision that I can be you know, more proud of and, and more useful for you before the end of the year. I think the ideas in the current book and its current form are pretty good, especially the four core, and I don't think you're going to find them anywhere else, but it's, uh, it's riddled with uh, problems. So let's clean up those problems and, and add some new stuff in the process. Um, also, of course, I'm going to be continuing to make some tweaks to the live training session. Um, I want to keep running through that script half a dozen times or so to get it dialed in. We're going to do another session this weekend on Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Hope you'll join us. Um, I think there's a lot of value to kind of like doing it live and then doing the, you know, the basic core content live and then work on the book at the same time because it's like the ideas you get from the two activities, even though they're very different, um, are helpful. Um, so anyway, because I'm doing quite a bit of that activity, I'm not going to do much new content development this week or probably for the rest of the year. So I'm just going to draft off other folks content for the week, possibly, um, like I said, for the whole year, there is lots of other good stuff out there that you might be missing out on. So I am happy to share from, share it and actually learn quite a bit from it myself. So first let's talk about an article from strategy plus business. It's a, um, a magazine that's been around for some time. It's from a gentleman named Adam Bryant. <clears throat> came out about two weeks ago, and it's called The Leader's Secret Weapon is Listening. And you know I'm going to love that article, so I might as well just open up with it. But he opens up with this question. He says, quote, do you feel like your boss listens to you? Unquote. And when the author gives that question to his own live executive training, he says only about one-third of the attendees say their boss does listen to them. So tech leads, what would happen if he pulled the people on your team? Would they say their tech lead listens to them? <laughs> um, I thought that was a pretty good. It's a, such a simple question, but I, I wonder what they would say about you. I wonder what they would say about me. He says, most conversations, quote, seem like serial monologues with one person talking while the others simply wait for their turn to say what they want to say, unquote. Does that sound like your workplace to you? Sounds like my workplace or, you know, almost every workplace I've ever been at. Um, he's talking mostly, you know, in this article to executive readers but he's arguing that listening is critical for two reasons. First, things are changing so fast that you need to assemble diverse teams and draw out all the different ideas and opinions. And second, when you move up in an organization, you get more and more drawn into your little management bubble and you're missing a lot of insights. So he's got this really cool acronym that I absolutely have to share with you. It's called WAIT, W-A-I-T. And the way it works is really simple. He says, when you're about to start talking, pause yourself and say, why am I talking, right? W-A-I-T, why am I talking? So that's, that's a really useful tool, I think. Next time you're in a, in a meeting, and you're about to start opening your mouth, ask yourself, why am I opening my mouth and why am I talking? What am I trying to make happen here? He quotes Joel Peterson, who says to listen, uh, a gentleman named Joel Peterson, he says, to listen, you have to really be at home with yourself. This is a quote. If you have these driving needs to show off or be heard, then it kind of overwhelms the process. If you're really grounded and at home with yourself, then you can actually get in the other person's world. And I think that builds trust, unquote. So pretty impactful article about listening, highly recommended. It's, it's really targeted more at a high level audience, but, um, but still very useful. Uh, second, the other article that very recently showed up on my um, radar was from the Pragmatic Engineer blog. George Arose, I hope I'm saying that right, I think from Uber, where he wrote, 
an engineering team where everyone is a leader. So I'll put these links in the show notes, by the way, and also on the uh, newsletter. He's writing about his early experience having moved from an engineer to an engineering manager and how he wanted to build a, quote, build a team where everyone can be a leader. He draws his inspiration from two sources. One is a book I really love called Turn the Ship Around. There is a fantastic YouTube video that um, kind of summarizes it that I'll link to. And the other is from a Harvard Business Review interview with Harvard Business Review interview, excuse me, <laughs> with Professor Sue Ashford. In that article, she says, having a lot of shared leadership on the team, right? So if, even if you're the tech lead, you want to start using other people as leads on certain things, is particularly useful in, quote, in places where things are moving fast, are complex, and have many dependencies, unquote. That sounds a lot like the software engineering world to me and to George, too. It's a long, very, very long post, and I really recommend you dive into it, especially if you're wondering how to foster more leadership on your own team. Let me give you a couple highlights. He says you should, I mean, among many things he says, but he says, one, pick an, one engineering lead per project so the lead has autonomy to make choices based on his or her on-the-ground knowledge. Two, set up clear expectation on what the leadership will look like. He actually has another Google Doc on this. I haven't read yet, but I want, definitely want to dive into. Three, start with mentoring and then get really good at coaching. So mentor first, coach second. Notice they're different. Uh, number four, be very transparent and accountable using at least weekly written updates. And five, prepare your junior members for project leadership. So just don't just throw them into it. Seriously, it's a really long and thoughtful article. There is a lot to it. I hope you'll read it and consider it and make it your own. All right. Thanks for listening, Tech Leads. We're on this mission together. We're trying to figure out this tech lead, hands-on engineering manager, startup CTO thing where there is a lot of expectation and usually very little support. Thank you for taking me on the journey with you. Don't forget, we've always got lots of free stuff for you. Um, got the free email list, which is really containing um, you know, more uh, better thought out versions of what you hear here on the podcast. We're going to do free training this Saturday, Saturday sessions. Um, we got the Tech League Coaching Network, which is a peer-to-peer coaching support system I'm trying to pull together. If you're in LA with me, you can come to the Tech Lead Workshops LA. Um, and then finally, you can download my free book, How to Be a Tech Lead on LeanPub. But as I said at the beginning, I'm working on a new revision. So please download it. Don't read it. LeanPub will let you know when it's ready for consumption. Uh, no matter what, want to hear from you, drop me an email to me at michaelrice.com or hit me up on Twitter at Michael Rice. All right, Tech Leads, it's Monday. Go out and make the most of the week. It's a big step in your career. You're going to do great. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have a great week, Tech Leads. <laughs>